get into the theater and the usher nods me in. They know me here. I descend down the staircase behind the movie screen that only select people know about. The door at the bottom opens and I walk in. The sound of movie spoilers fill the air. The barkeep has my drink ready and motions me to the back. The rest of the crew are here already. This is my type of place and these are my type of people. Join me as we discuss the inner secrets of cinema. Have a seat in the spoiler room. And welcome. Here we are, folks, on our traditional spoiler room episode where we cover the faves of the fest. Yes, the Northeast Wisconsin Horror Film Festival was this past weekend in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, the new horror fest. And we were there and we want to talk about some of the films we saw there. And I've got a great crew who were all there to discuss these indie horror films first off she's here with us tonight the diva of the spoiler room it is none other than dawn hello dawn hello mark hello gentlemen so glad you could join us and uh, next to dawn is the bfd himself he was there for the fest at least on uh, saturday and it is mr glenn bittner hello glenn hello Whoa. That was a good noise. Yeah, wasn't it? Sounded like a chainsaw. Need a little WD forty on the chair, I think. At least it's in with a thump. It is. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I don't. You know, I don't know if you're having sex over there, or if the duck is being killed, but one of the two things is happening there, or maybe they're at the same time. In which case. Yes, <laughs> you never know what you might hear in the spoiler room. And next to the BFD, it is Mr. Paul Salzer, the Bowtie Man himself. Hello, Paul. Hello, everyone. How are you? Great to have the, one of uh, one of the directors of the new horror fest in the house tonight. The other one is our good friend Lee uh, Marone, who unfortunately is uh, not here. He doesn't uh, have a microphone, unfortunately. He is with us in spirit, though. Yes, that's for sure. And, and next to him as well, it is the man of, he's a star of stage, screen, and now the airwaves. It is the one only, Doc Tavius. Hello. How are you tonight, Doc? I'm not sure I'm bright enough to be a star, but thank you. <laughs> Don't you know you are a shooting star? Oh, Don't dear. you know? Oh, no. Oh, I, have, I have accidentally triggered karaoke. Oh, mark. whoa. <laughs> I am afraid for all of us. Triggered karaoke mark. Great. Now I see an action figure where there's <laughs> play a song and your mark will sing. No, anyway. I'm, I'm oh, the other dear. I'm the other half of Glenn because he was there Saturday and I was only there Sunday. Well, there you go. See? I so, showed up just in time to give Derek a hug, and that was about it on Saturday. Oh, that'll that'll cover. See that then we got the weekend covered there with you, fine a gentleman, as well as Don and Paul. And so yes, we are gonna talk our uh faves or ones that we thought uh we uh really stood out for us and maybe some of the not so faves as well of the fest but we're gonna start on a positive note so we're gonna start with one of the faves of the fest so glenn you were there saturday uh which uh which one of those uh kind of stood out for you on saturday uh, that you may want to talk about a little bit Ah, uh, boy. <laughs> I 
trying to remember names. I don't, of course, don't have the flyer or the thing in front of me. Well, you can uh, ask, you can ask someone else, and I will let you know in a moment. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, we will ask someone else. Dawn, you were there both days, so let's go with you. Was there one in particular that stood out for you? On Saturday or the whole thing? Well, just the whole thing. We will just go the whole You were there for the whole thing, so there, either day. Yeah. There were a bunch that stood out uh, mm -hmm. as, as being really good. You can pick pick one of them you'd like to talk about. Okay. So definitely want for for a just all around really well done movie, the chairman. Ooh, the chairman. Nice pick. The chairman, yes. Yes. Uh, the Agreed. chairman. That was gonna that was on my list as well. Oh, it was on your list. Well, hey, we got two for the chairman. <laughs> and no, we're not talking about uh Frank Sinatra, nor Laparka, or nor nor Laparka, uh, though I think you know now I want to see a zombie Frank Sinatra come back, and uh, we need to do a movie with oh. zombie Frank Sinatra. I think, I got and, then, and then Laparka can hit him with a chair, and that's yeah, the end of the go. movie, and, then, and win, and win. <laughs> there you go, and win. Okay, so what is it about the chairman that you liked, Don? Um. The story was interesting. It didn't quite, I mean, it's, it started out with just two girls talking about uh, one of the girls, ESP, and it escalated, it, it, it escalated quickly into, um, the girl's father being kidnapped by some corporate researchers trying to force a connection between them so they can record it onto uh, uh oh gosh what was it onto, the, stone. the stone yeah a, a stone that would ultimately be instead of and this is the spoiler room folks it um instead of being a gravestone you've got this ghost stone where you touch it and you get the memories, uh, visions, voices of your loved one. Yes. It was really creepy. <laughs> it, it was really creepy. And, and you get that little bit of biting satire against corporate America in it, uh, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And it does take a retro approach as well with it. Uh, we get that opening with that retro commercial, uh, which I loved the logo for the cigarettes for the company. Oh yeah. The, 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 the not so subtle, subtle skull in the red sunset cigarettes logo, I thought was a nice touch. Uh, yes. <laughs> but you're right. The, the story really goes to places you don't expect. Uh, and yeah, that's what I, appreciated about it as well doc how about you what was it about the chairman that you liked uh, i did like those things uh, mm -hmm. i liked the fact that um the main heroes were likable so um, rather quickly i was kind of on board with wanting to see them succeed um there was sympathy built for the character that had the the uh, the extra paranormal abilities uh 
it mostly because of how she was trying to deal with it and then the 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 evil things that the corporation did immediately to then uh get at her and get at her family uh also just it it's it's it managed to be very unsettling which is handy for horror cuz very frequently horror becomes as as we've often joked about the the jump scare because they don't know how to set a mood sometimes so this was creepy and unsettling and then it kept as dawn noted it kept going in weird directions that really you didn't expect and then even when you kind of expected it it was like just enough filled in where you you could understand what went on without being told what went on so yeah. that there was a certain leeway in really what had happened mm-hmm. so you could interpret it in a couple of different potential ways and not necessarily be wrong i thought <laughs> yeah well it doesn't hold your hand for sure i mean truth it, you, you you can piece together but really in all honesty for what is actually within the film presented you're like um you know, you if you just took it literal and didn't think beyond the film and think about what actually was going on, you'd just be sitting there going, eh? uh, <laughs> probably, yeah. So it en- engages your brain at that regard where you're trying to, okay, I got a piece here. Oh, wait, that's a puzzle piece. All right. Oh, how does that fit? And, yeah, where, yeah. Where are they actually going with this? Paul, how about you? Did you enjoy the chairman? I did. It was very unpredictable. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that it was uh, kind of a science fiction horror story because. Uh, as much as I like horror, I do like science fiction as well, so I got the best of both worlds. Uh, one of the things I did enjoy about this film as well is the, um, that the, the score. Uh, it had this kind of like analog type of sound to it, and it was, it was, it's really impressive, I thought. It, it added to the film quite a bit, and uh, I just wanted to make a little side note that the, the director, Frank White, this was his actual first directorial debut uh with this film wow so i thought he did a really good job for that <laughs> yeah so yeah for a first time for a first time director right? yeah it's done done really well so uh yeah the chairman all around i think we enjoyed it i think uh biff you'd you'd enjoy it too if you had seen it so um perhaps <laughs> one, one, one other thing i want to note is they had some visual effects in there that were really outstanding yeah, some of them were. Some of them showed their budget, though, too. But some of them uh, looked really good. Yeah, yeah, especially for for it's a film like this. But, yeah, the ghosts on the water, specifically, what I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah, no, the, the the whole scene at the lake where she's seen that was that was fantastic, and the ghosts in the water and the and and her underwater were great effects. I I think the end, you know, the the final type of end scene, though. Uh, I would have maybe liked them to do it just a little differently because <laughs> it did show its its you know it did show its budget a little bit there, but it didn't take me out of it at all. It was just you know as an observation, um, but it didn't take away from from anything from the story. So uh, and and then of course you get that final fake commercial as well for it. So it yeah, broke, it bookended with commercials. I, I thought the effects built a coherent look for that story too it so did it did everything yeah. felt like it fit together that even with it 
you know, being kind of unusual in the sequence you're talking about, it still felt like it fit with everything else. Not like all of a sudden it's like, where did this come from? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the whole overall aesthetic is a retro aesthetic, but they're not slapping you. They're not slapping you in the face with the retro, you know, they're not doing specific references saying, Hey, look at us. We're doing it retro. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's old. You can tell it's supposed to be set in the past with the commercial the way it is, but overall. Yeah. um, And the, now that you mentioned the video tape. Yeah. The videotape, you know, uh, and and the fact that uh, the special effects, you're right, do fit within the context and the visual aesthetic of the film uh, quite a bit uh, is very fitting. So for what they're going for, I think so. So yeah, good pick there, Don, the chairman. Uh, and uh, Glenn, let's go with you. Uh, you were there Saturday. What was uh, one of your faves? Which third one? Third wheel. Which one? Oh, third, third wheel. wheel. Daniel. Del- oh yeah. Purgatorio. Yep. Uh, what was it about third wheel? Um, the fact that you you can kind of guess where it's going, and then it's not quite where you thought it was going to go. <laughs> Completely. Yep. I mean, it, it still went somewhere, somewhat where you thought it was going to go, but not quite the destination you had thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The The end result was kind of similar. It's just how what happened mm-hmm. during that end result that you're just like, well, I didn't see it. It's like, well, well, out of all the places this could have gone, that was the least expected. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and Daniel Del Purgatorio, we we've talked about his films before. Uh, other, I believe, which which is a lot darker film. I mean, this this is a dark film, but this I think had some playfulness, more playfulness to it than um, other did. <laughs> Paul, how'd you feel about Third Wheel? I thought it had a really good sound to the the thing as a, as you know from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of all of the films, I enjoyed the the sound quality of this film. I also thought it was a bit humorous, which I was not expecting from this film. Uh, I, I I went into it thinking, okay, this is going to be kind of like like a creature horror film, and I, I found myself really kind of chuckling at parts and and uh, yeah, it was it was nice to be able, especially when you're watching a lot of films. It was it was really nice to have a little bit of a breather. And this film did provide that. And uh, this this didn't make my top three, but it is certainly uh, one of the ones that I, I did enjoy uh, watching. So, Well, with Daniel, and like I said, the last, uh, but, you know, some of his other material gets pretty dark and serious. So it, yeah. it, it was a nice, unexpected uh, <laughs> surprise in it. Don, how about you with uh, The Third Wheel? Oh, I loved it. I, yeah. I thought it was great. I loved that... Um... I loved the monster at the end. It was, I, I, I stopped and thought, okay, we've, we've we gone into um, Hellraiser now. And yeah, it definitely, it definitely did fun things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was fun. Uh, yeah. Dark and creepy, but it, it, it had a little more playfulness and it was, it was, that was what I enjoyed as well, because uh, especially from this director, he, he's very talented. He's done a lot, and it's just um, usually a lot of his stuff feels dark. So, 
Yeah. Well, and Paul said he was expecting a creature feature. I wasn't. I was expecting a slasher. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I hadn't seen the poster or anything for it. So for me as well, me I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting creature. I thought she was setting uh, her date up, who she brought up to her bedroom on the first date. Oh. I thought she was setting him up for for a kill or yeah. a, a meal or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was expecting more of a slasher, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would like to add that this is one of one of Lee's uh, uh, favorite films, though, uh, of the ones that he he was watching. Um, he he did like this film a lot, too. So cool. Since he was with it, it, he is in, uh, with us in spirit. I thought I'd, I'd add that in. <laughs> and, and the production design. I mean, even though it was a little bit humorous with the monster, the creature, <laughs> it was practical. Yay, yeah. practical. And I thought it was done well. Um, and, and it still was a bit scary. It was funny at first, and then it kind of turned scary. So, uh, third wheel. It's an excellent pick, Glenn. I, I like that one quite a bit as well. And, uh, Daniel's always a great director too. So I haven't seen anything he's done that I've been disappointed at. So, um, and he's done a few things, folks. I am DBM. Go ahead. I'm not going to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the other. <laughs> yeah yeah ed doc how about you sir from the days you saw i'm considering we already talked about the chairman i'm gonna go with graveyard shift oh graveyard shift yes yeah, and and mostly what i liked about that one is that it was very easy to get into it's a very uh, familiar situation i think just being placed in a, a, a normal office as it was. So I don't think it took a lot to understand the personalities involved or anything. There was nothing terribly fantastical at the beginning until you start maybe seeing a ghost and then yeah. it all kind of goes from there. <laughs> um, and I think especially not, not just the whole concept of, of some of the things that were going on. I'm like, really? who's going to get away with that now <laughs> especially <laughs> in our current climate oh yeah you got, oh i just got a camera underneath the lady's desk no 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 that's not gonna, you're not going to get away with that no more no yeah so i think also from that perspective it made it a little easier to be on the the side of the heroes cuz it's like yeah no there's no way that i can ex <laughs> you're going to you're going to like that <laughs> or go yeah that's acceptable <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. Oh well, that's the case. Well, then no problem. You know. Yeah, and just everything builds from mm -hmm. a, a what could be a normal, relatively normal office environment into this "what the heck is going on" moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's graveyard shift was is another fun one. It had a nice comedy woven into it. Uh, Don, what'd you think of graveyard shift? Oh, I thought it was creepy on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it, like like Doc said, it was easy to connect with because it was a familiar situation. It camera placement on there for the for our villains really added uh, a sense of violation mm -hmm. that was easy to associate with, um, and then. It was definitely, it was definitely, <clears throat> the villain was definitely predatory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
in in more than one way especially because as he's when he's confronted he's saying well you were going to go to the police it's not my fault it's your fault because you are going to go to the police and and it's it's i can see this being as a high trigger movie for a lot of people <laughs> yeah yeah especially uh nowadays i could i could see that as well uh with yeah. the subject matter involved and and where it ends up going which um as you mentioned <laughs> is even more relevant in today's mm -hmm. uh discussions that we have going on um which i think will will make it connect with even more people outside of the elements that you and doc have already mentioned paul how about you and graveyard shift uh, i also enjoyed the humor i thought the acting was was very good in this film uh i did like that i liked the kind of uh interesting twist on the ghost story uh i work in kind of an office environment like that uh so i i it it i was able to relate to it uh one of the things that one of the scenes that i really really enjoyed was the end uh scene where uh the female lead basically says uh basically asks where the coffee house would be and the male lead just obliviously said oh yeah it's just down the road and i i i could not help but crack up on that because i i could easily see myself in that situation not realizing that oh wait i i should probably go too <laughs> that's what she was really wanting and i thought that type of uh that type of thing was was it was it's very cute and and nice to to be able to put that levity into into a story especially when you had that kind of like ghosty revenge story that was going on uh, along with the story. So it was, it was just a very well plotted film with very decent acting. So. Yeah, it, it was uh decent acting and you needed the main character to kind of be, he needed to be kind of innocent and oblivious. Yes. Because your other two main male characters in here are skeevy and predatory. Uh, well, the main bad guy is yeah. and then his his sidekick is kind of in between sure um he he's the passive guy who doesn't think it's wrong because he didn't set up the camera you know what i mean and, and yeah. he was coming up with excuses like oh hey i'm just a pothead or whatnot so he's the one that comes up with the excuses the predatory guy is just it he's just full-on skeeve and then our main character who is oblivious uh is oblivious and you needed him to be yeah. He needed to not be charming and suave and know yeah, he, how to talk to the ladies. Yeah. He, he needed to be the guy who said, who the hell thinks of this stuff? Right. Right. He he has to be the, the more innocent perspective because the other two male characters, because if he, he was at all like, hey, Complicit. you know, at the, at the <laughs> end. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, not even that. I mean, even if he was against everything that the bad guys did, but at the very end, he was like, you know, hey, you want to go out on a date? You know, you want to yeah. go out on a coffee date? It's like, dude, just what she just went through and you're doing that. But the fact that they turned it and, you know, made it like he just totally like, oh, yeah, just go down the street. <laughs> you know, you want it. You needed that from that character. You needed that balance because he's, good, he's good naturedly awkward. Yeah, because anything else that he would do in that situation, I don't think he's as charismatic, and it doesn't end quite as strong because mm -hmm. then you're just like, oh, you know. But at the end, she's the one totally in control to where she's like, uh, 
did you want to go get coffee? And like, oh, oh, hey, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, it's, you know, she's just like slapping it in the face. Like, I want to go get coffee with you. you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's and what I liked about it was the simplistic approach. In all honesty, they didn't do anything too fancy here at all. Um, you know, some of the effects and, and things that they did were they you could tell they were working within their budget. They weren't trying to do more than what they had, because I think we all are aware of movies where we've seen them where they've tried to do more than what they were capable of. And it just doesn't come <laughs> off right. <laughs> Sorry, I was flashing back to last night. <laughs> No, and, and if memory serves, watching the credits for this, uh, it was a student film or, or something made to f to complete their credits. So, yeah, yeah there was they there were was very a much with, yeah, there was a grant involved as well. So, um, but but it's good to see. You know, I mean, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that filmmakers shouldn't do a lot, but we have seen those films where someone thought they had this major epic and they're just going to do all these wild things. And then you're watching it as an observer and outside just person. And you're just like, Oh, that really didn't work. <laughs> you think it works. It doesn't work. <laughs> Which you mostly get when um, you have one person doing just about everything. Again, you're making me flash back to last night. <laughs> to last night. What was last night? I went to go see the new Neil Breen film in the theater. <laughs> so oh. <I> twisted <laughs> wow. Yes. And as you, as you watch his name go by in the credits again and again and again. Yeah. So ye, ye old Neil Breen. I think I, I haven't seen his recent one, but I've seen the others because thank you, Derek Carey for doing that. It, it was beautiful. And it's awfulness. Be beautifully bad. <laughs> did, did he have any? Did he have? Did he have any badly composited tigers in the video? No. <laughs> he, had a, he had a he had a bird this time. He had a bird this time. Oh, it was supposedly an eagle. Yeah. Oh, don't no. Save this. No, we'll come it. back to this. We can, we'll come back to Breen. This is a rabbit time. hole. We yes, do not want no, to fall no. fall down in the middle of this so, episode. My so apologies. Graveyard shift. Excellent, excellent <sighs> choice there, Octavius. And yes, Paul. How about you from the fest? What was uh, one of your faves? I would like to go with goodbye, old friend. Ooh, nice. Very nice. And nice. so what was it about that one? Uh, I found it very captivating. Uh, the music and the sound added a lot to the film. And I, I loved the idea of basically passing, passing notes with the, with the imaginary friend, you know, back and forth through the door because you still couldn't see what was going on. You just saw the notes coming back and, and then she would write something and then you would put it back in there. And, and I absolutely loved the end because that imagery, the, the, the bed, it, it, it just sticks in your head. And it's one of those type of films where if, if you walk away from the theater, you still see that. And I, and I just absolutely enjoy, um, uh, horror films that do that to me where, you know, maybe even when I'm sitting down reading a book and then suddenly I'll be just like, <gasps> I'll be thinking about it. You know, I enjoy that type of thing. And this movie had that for me and it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. It was another Sunday showing and uh, for that one. And uh, 
Don, how about you with goodbye, old friend? I I agree. It was one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. I I. That's what you call an aggressive imaginary friend. <laughs> aggressive imaginary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I like the different angle they take with the the imaginary friend being a bit more aggressive and jealous. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Doc, how about you with goodbye, old friend? I I also enjoyed that one. Um, to a lot of the points you were just bringing up, this one felt like it didn't try to do more than it could. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a couple things I was kind of anticipating from an effects perspective that they might attempt, but they did not. And just it it lasted long enough to tell the story without really getting to a point where I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're stuck now. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it did that balance. Like, like Paul was saying, where you have that communication and they went back and forth enough where everybody kind of had an opportunity to explain themselves. And yeah. then it did what it needed to do and it was done. <laughs> so, you, you know, it, it so often you get, oh, we've got this really great idea. And it's it's like watching a Saturday Night Live sketch. They've got a good idea, but they don't have five minutes of good idea. They have a joke full of good idea. This was not, this was one of those movies where they went, okay, this is how long this needs to be. We've seen short films where they, as short as they might have been, they needed to be even shorter. This yeah. one I thought had a really good pace and, and kind of capped off its story right when it needed to. Yeah, had this gone uh, even just a few minutes longer, it would have overstayed its welcome, and the shtick so, yeah. would have been... Would it would have started to get old at that get point. Get old, yeah. yeah. And it did what, not. What was also nice is you can see references to this filmmaker's... Um, which horror films influenced them, <laughs> but at the same time, you didn't feel like they were blatantly going, oh, look at this. Because let's face it, the guy in the hallway was an evil dead. True. And the sheet angle, as great as it was, was out of Halloween. Yeah. Um, but neither not- of them turned into that moment where you go, oh, this is their such right. and such moment, or... You know, it's not like all of a sudden, oh, look, and then they had a poster in the background where it's, it was the Halloween poster. So clearly, oh, yeah. oh, God, now you're, oh, now you're, you're making me think of a recent horror film uh, where they actually had the new poster for Halloween in the background. <laughs> oh, lately, wow. Lately in shot. And while I'm, they were doing like a Halloween reference, it, it was it was a horror movie, and they had the Halloween poster in the shot. I'm like, wow, really, guys? Oh, that, <laughs> that was that that one hurt when I saw that. But this one, yeah, I I liked that you could see the influences if you know if you watch enough horror. But at the same time, you you're like, okay, they weren't trying to; they were still trying to do their own thing but you can see where they may have gotten inspiration from, um, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I think, I think that's a stigma where people say, oh, well, they did this just like in this film. I'm like, well, if they, the way it's done, 
I'm like, you could see the influence and there's nothing wrong with using an influence. I mean, Hollywood borrows from itself daily. Uh, so. so much. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you can, it's, it's, it's a shorthand to a degree at some point too, but yeah. But you know, here with goodbye, old friend, they, they, they take those influences and they work them into their story and they didn't feel like shoehorned or whatever it was. They were pleasant surprises to see, you know, and, and they had a little bit of variation to them and there's some blood, there's some blood in this. So, yep. Uh, as well. So those of you looking for uh, some bloody horror, there, there is some decent makeup effects in here as well. Um, production value for it was high. In fact, uh, I would say nearly all the shorts I think we saw had a nice high production value look to them, which nowadays with the technology you have and you take just a little extra care shouldn't be a big surprise, <laughs> but it still is because we... We did the screening of films, and yeah, uh, that's that's all I'm going to say about <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, I'm next. Um, what was a was a favorite of mine? I I enjoyed quite a bit of them. Um, uh, I would say "Don't Cry, Papa," but I actually had seen that months before. Um, the festival, uh, I actually got the screener for that one. So, um, I, I could almost pick any of these, but I think what I might go with here is, uh, I actually enjoyed studded nightmare. Oh. I, I enjoyed studded nightmare. Uh, this is probably the darkest of all the films we watched. I think, um, as far as, uh, well, just, uh, maturity as well of all the films that have played out many of them had kind of inferred in that uh you know references and such this one really is is uh, uh very forthcoming and it's gore and it's uh maturity but i enjoyed it the idea just the simple idea of a cursed chair um and the fact that at least the uh, english title to it is studded nightmare um is going to be a reference people are going to go hmm? if you don't pay attention to the chair which is studded <laughs> yes <laughs> you know what i mean but i mean not a lot especially you know newer audiences may not quite get the reference even what's studded you know i mean uh but i liked i like the idea of the cursed chair uh and its connection and i like the direction of this film it was it was creepy they do some really cool camera effects in here. Not only is uh, the practical gore in here excessive and looked great, but they have a particular scene. And no, don't judge me with a female who is uh, somewhat seducing uh, our male character. And she's on the floor. But they do this thing where they do a reverse playback of her. Uh, you know, just to give her this otherworldly thing with the hair. And I just thought it was very effective. Um, but in general, I, I just, I, I dug this one quite a bit, mainly for uh, the concept and, and the execution and, and, and how the story played out uh, with it. Uh, because I, I guess I, I kind of have a fondness for the idea of cursed items. Uh, you know, Don, what do you think of Studded Nightmare? Oh. 
Um, now what you expected. Uh, I thought it was lovely and vividly filmed, um, but I felt that the um, effects were distracting in the end. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really did not. I seriously, I gave, I did not like this film at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> was, it because, <laughs> was it because of the ending or? Oh, the, I found the effects to be distracting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I found the effects to be distracting and I did not like where they went with it. Mm -hmm. It, it, it it didn't do anything for me mm -hmm. at it, all. It did feel feel too much like it was uh, familiar ground. Like it's all been done. All the, all those bits have been done before, or S something like that. I mm -hmm. I don't know. Just Maybe I I was because you. of how aside from the effects. Yeah. I it it was a lovely film, and I think that it just really failed to meet its potential nice okay and uh, paul how about uh, you i knew you weren't gonna expect that one <laughs> no i didn't expect that but that's a good thing no that's why i like doing these episodes because i'm always surprised at who liked what uh paul how about you with studded nightmare you're uh, not one for, you're not one for the uh the visuals that were on here you like yours a little more uh subtle rather than uh so in your face very true, very true. Uh, which is why I my comment on this was it was it was very haunting. Uh, I I did like I did appreciate the special effects and the production value was amazing on this film. Uh, but I, I, can I can I tell you a little bit of story? We almost didn't get this film. <laughs> oh really? Right, because so uh, wh whenever we do our screenings and we we decide on what uh, gets selected, we fire off these emails to all of the filmmakers, and then we try. Then we have to contact them and get their uh, permission to get the films and get an electronic copy of their film uh, in order to screen on uh, for the festival. Well, in this particular one, I, I sent them an email and I sent them a message afterwards, and I was getting no response. And I realized, oh wait, this this was a like a, a French film. And so I, I took out my French textbook and I, and I composed a message to them in French. And then I got a reply back. Wow. So, yeah, it was because, because of taking like two years of college French uh, <laughs> that we were able to get the, this, this film. I'm sure eventually we would have gotten it. But uh, it, it, just, it, it was weird that I, uh, the first two that went out in English I didn't get any response for, but when it when it was uh, put out in in French, I immediately got it, uh, a reply back, and then I find out that he 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 could uh, talk both. It was was very awkward for me because I wasn't I didn't speak very uh, mm -hmm. very good French, and I I absolutely wrote poorly in French. Uh, so and it was it was nice that he was bilingual and that he could he could forgive me on my my poorly written French, but yeah, it was he, yeah. He just kept asking, why are you keep asking where the bathroom is? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I was pretty certain I didn't do that much. But yeah, uh, that would have been hilarious. I, I could have like totally embarrassed or, or like insulted him by, you know, maybe calling his movie something that it wasn't. Why would you, you call my mother that? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, it was uh, so that, that's the that's the little side story that, that for this film. <laughs> Doc, what'd you think of Studded Nightmare? Uh, 
it's funny because I'm flashing back to the conversation I had with Don on Sunday after this. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it because um, it did creep me out. The just the idea of you know sitting in a random chair, you know, making you have such evil thoughts. Though, <laughs> as we as we talked about it, I think something kind of fell into the right spot in my brain, and I think I understand it now. Um, as much as it did creep me out and therefore work for me in that regard, I can also see it as a effects reel. Mm -hmm. And that might be some of what's being responded to because it is like, hey, look at all the things we can do. Because there's not really a story mm -hmm. as such. It, it is a thing that happens and a thing that happens and then a, something happened. So there isn't anything oh. grandiose to the story in that regard. So a lot of it is just the, hey, we, you know, you could argue at least that it is a collection of makeup yes. effects and visual effects as like a test more so than oh, anything yes. than an actual story. You think what that, she said. Oh, I, <laughs> that said, I still had a good time watching it. So in that regard. You know, is it really? There was nothing we I saw on Sunday where I didn't, or I went, oh, that was awful. It was just like, okay, that was fun. I liked it for what it was, even if I went, that was kind of dumb, but, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. But no, I, I, I still enjoyed this for what it was. But yeah, it did. Now it, now that I'm thinking about it, it, it was kind of more of an effects reel. Huh? Don, you were what? you were saying something? Yeah. What what. Doc said he explained so much more eloquently ah. what about the effects I found so distracting, and that's exactly it. Ah, okay, so it was a show. So real. you put the idea in my head, and I said it correctly. So win, teamwork, yay! There you go. <laughs> and yes, I pick a film that I was the only one that really liked it. Okay, awesome. No, no, no. <laughs> no, um, no I'm, I'm yeah. joking, of course. No, I okay. yeah, that's fine. But I, I was going to. Uh, may may I ask? Do you think that that might be because it it might be just the 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 Canadian type of horror stuff? Like when you look at a Japanese or like even a Korean horror film, it it doesn't have the same you know aesthetic as a Western horror does. Do you think that that might be a, a something like that type of situation, or or is it just that you know I don't know what I'm exactly asking. No, it's a fair question because it's it's. It's like different cultures have ghost stories mm -hmm. where like uh, Japan where from our perspective, they're not scary, mm -hmm. but from there, you know, it, or in similar, you know, and the same with us where somebody else from another culture will go, why are you afraid of that? Mm -hmm. You know, but so yeah, some of it may be cultural certainly, but we've also had even, even in this fest and fest before where we've had things from uh, Spain and other things from France where, Yes, they're they're a different style of story and a different type of story, but not this. We've also had other things like this where mm. it's like cool, but you don't really have anything else going on. So, um, another, I guess, to shorten this ramble, uh, yes, maybe, not necessarily. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, maybe, not necessarily. Nice. No, it, it goes along the lines with. Uh, what was it was it last year the year before there was one film where like it was what like seven or eight minutes long and seven minutes of it was a guy in an empty house <laughs> oh yeah 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 
And just he's like checking every corner for something. Yeah. Nothing's happening but him walking around the house. And then there's <laughs> that one little blah. And then that was it. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but, the, but last year there was also, it was a French film where it was kind of a coming of age one. Yeah. And where it's, and there was some like mother that had like drowned in the lake or something like that. Oh, yes. Memory serves. Yeah. 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 But wasn't so, that one French Canadian as well? That mu- yeah, I think so. I just remember it being subtitled. I, I thought it was yeah. French, yeah. French, but it could have been Quebecer too. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So no, that was an excellent question. I thought, Paul. So it, I'm not sure that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good question. Uh, so uh, I think we'll move now to possibly uh, the one where, and, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Uh, I know Paul may not want to. Uh, but of the films you saw, which one didn't quite maybe you know do it for you? I think we already got uh, a couple people's answers with uh, Studded Nightmare. Uh, but if there was another one that maybe stood out for you that just didn't quite do it compared to many of the others at the fest. Uh, Glenn, uh, why don't we start with you with the ones you saw Saturday? Was there one maybe in particular that you kind of thought was like, yeah? Uh, yeah. There were there were a few actually. Um, um, I have to remember names now. Um, or you could describe them too. We probably Matron of Honor. Really? Yeah, it just I didn't quite get what the point was. Uh huh. Like they just like did a weird facial thing on her. I don't know. Um, that one and uh, I mean, Simple Simon was just kind of. Nothing super original or that exciting. Mm-hmm. Although the girl bullying her imaginary, her quote unquote imaginary friend was a little different, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There, there were you know there were a couple. Um, sure, those are the two that 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 uh, stand out to me as as the I guess weaker of the of the ones that I saw. Right. Well, I can I can see where you come from with Matron of Honor because that is the one big question mark is is what was the deal with the actual face change thing yeah i don't it. i don't quite understand um, what you know but you know i i i i like I, I liked where it was going quite a bit because in all honesty at first i was like what angle are they going to actually play here you know when the guy shows up when the the groom to be shows up and then they take it in that direction where like oh okay <laughs> but yeah the motivation behind it though i did enjoy the church scene with it as well but um it was that is the biggest question mark that was the motivation don how about you with matron of honor i i get what he's saying it seems like it was shocking for the sake of being shocked shocking mm-hmm. rather than shocking to perpetuate a plot so I get that, and especially because last year we had that out. Was it last year or the year before? We had that absolutely outstanding movie of the same theme. The stylist, Jail Six, yeah, yeah. Um, that and again, super outstanding. Um, which yes, it was shocking, but it was also it it was also a thorough story, right? Whereas this one again were questioning what the plot was and that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I dug it, but I could definitely see the question. I, I dug it quite a bit. 
Um, I think for me, it was because of the way the church scene played out. But uh, I'll, 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 you know, because when they're walking her down the aisle, what I what I enjoyed about it, and I think that's what kind of made it for me, even though it was a question of why they modified the face. I'm like, okay, maybe they're trying to, they some in their twisted minds, they have their idea of the perfect girl or for him or whatnot. What I liked was the fact of they're wheeling her down the aisle at the church to get married, which I didn't expect. I figured they'd just go to black after you get to see the reveal and you realize, he, you know, the groom is who he is. But I like the fact that as she's going down, you have the two different sides, the bride side and the groom side. And you could tell whose is the bride side, <laughs> who is the groom side, because as she's coming, they're wheeling her in the wheelchair down the aisle. The left side was the bride side because everybody just looks horrified, while everybody on the right looks pleased as fucking punch with with what they have. You know, so I liked that and the fact of it implied that this isn't just these two people. This entire family is just batshit crazy. And I loved that bit at the end. I thought that for me uh, actually added a, more to it was the fact that they showed the reaction of, of the two families to give you, let you know there is more going on than just these two, the mom and son, wanting the perfect bride for the son. Uh, I, so also, I also really liked in that, in that specific segment that they didn't really focus on the bride. They were no. focusing on... Uh, the mother. Yeah, the, it was it was on the mother and how she was just smiling. You don't really see the bride too much on that as well. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I think it's with that final bookend scene that really helped uh, nail it a little bit more for me. Uh, but I can I can definitely see uh, people's uh, choice uh, considering, especially the way some of the others were written, especially for the Saturday blocks. Uh, Paul, how about you and Matron? I, I enjoyed the film, like you. Um, um, I, I looked at it from the standpoint of very much how much uh, being having to stand up in a wedding, how much you do have to have to have this perfect appearance, and, and you, they fuss over the littlest of things where, you know, getting, getting measured for a suit and having the uh, minor adjustments. I've been through all of that, that whole situation. So to me, this was taking that little bit of discomfort and then taking it to like ridiculous extremes and and to the yeah. macabre extremes and it did make me think about last year uh with the stylist so i, I enjoyed that part of of that so uh yeah i enjoyed the film probably better than uh than glenn did so <laughs> <laughs> well the, the cinematography in it too the way it's sh the shot the opening shot in that was done really felt a bit it, like hearkening to the stylist as well yeah um quite a bit though it was great i thought the cinematography in it was was decent too the camera work they did in it um so yeah okay that that's there you go matron of honor and then yeah i can see with simple simon as well uh considering we had two imaginary friend films in here <laughs> of the two it was probably the the weaker of the two though i i liked how it played out because of the angle of the the girl bullying the imaginary friend, which you don't usually get that often, and a little girl dropping the f bombs always entertaining. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Paul, how about you? One of the ones that you uh, maybe weren't thought weren't as strong as uh, some of the other picks. Honestly, this year we didn't have any that I, I really could say 
I didn't like. But what I, what I will do is uh, we talked we talked about uh, the one French film. It was called I Love I- uh, Ava Marsh, and oh, it was yes. indeed was a it was indeed a French film. So from oh. France. So <laughs> spoke it like the true film <laughs> festival director that you are. I didn't think really any of the films were we that we selected were weak. No. I think all of our picks were mighty strong. So well said, Paul. I I just was wondering what your answer would be on that. And uh, last year, I actually did select uh, one that I thought was weak. Yes, you did have one. So yep. uh, <laughs> uh, you did not. Disappoint. But if I recall, but if I recall, you selected that movie because it had your reasoning for selecting that movie was because it had the. Uh, because of audience response, not because of your personal. Preference. That was that was right. true. But it, uh, audience response is is important, though. So it is. It is. <laughs> it's not a festival for you. It's a festival for for all or as many Everyone. as possible. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Don, how about you? What would you say? One of uh, the weaker ones that you uh, watched, maybe ones that just you know meh, didn't quite do it for you. <laughs> I'm hoping that you're going to pick the one that I think you're going to pick. Can I I count on you? Yes, you can. Okay. Then, honestly, uh, just, and and not that it wasn't good. It was just a little weaker because it's not my personal preference in horror films. House for Sale. Oh. Simply because it's, it's, it's a very short short. It's a jump scare. Literally, that's it. That's the entire purpose is to be a jump scare. And it's not my favorite kind. That's not my favorite kind of film. So it, it, was, it was a really well done jump scare. It, mm. it really was. It was filmed well. Um, it was nice and there was a nice buildup. But it was still just a jump scare. <laughs> as, as our good friend Derek Harry would say, it was baby horror. Uh, <laughs> it was simple based. Yeah, it relied on the jump scare, uh, which when you have a film that's only a minute and like 12, 12 seconds, yep. um, you, you, you will get that. Uh, Glenn, would you would you feel about the house for sale? Same thing. I don't even remember it. Oh, well, there you go. There's a statement <laughs> there for you. <laughs> wow, there was a st- there's a statement there for you. Um. Yeah, so uh, we'll get Doc's, and if Doc doesn't pick the one I'm thinking of, uh, then I will. Uh, so, Doc, for you, of the ones that you saw, which one didn't quite do it for you? I will preface this by, again, saying that I did enjoy everything that I saw on Sunday. I was moderately pleased by the fact that I enjoyed everything I saw on Sunday. But there's a weak one. It was Dead Celebrities. Ah, you took mine. Sorry, boss. <laughs> oh, no, that's quite all right. Go ahead. What was I found, it again, I did enjoy it, um, but it is a story told in a flashback and a flashback that's telling flashbacks, and it's <laughs> almost all expository, even yep. though you're seeing things happen. And I, I liked the way that they developed that visually um, again with the main character being all those different individuals but at the end of the day it's him telling a story to a guy in a flashback as he's dying and it just from a from a story perspective it just didn't it felt like it was a lot for very little payback 
<laughs> yeah, there's a uh, yeah. Um, Don and I had to, had a bit of a discussion about dead celebrities. Don, uh, how'd you feel about this one? <laughs> you know, honestly, I really, really loved this movie. I just, I'm not convinced it's horror. Yes. <laughs> also, yeah. but I, I, I actually, my comment on the thing was fantastic, mm-hmm. but. I'm strictly speaking, I'm not sure it's horror. Yeah. But it had a horrific it had fantastic. Some, it had some brief horrific moments, if you will, kind of. It, yes. So it, I, I get what they were going for with the story. I, I totally yeah. do. I thought that part was interesting. It was an interesting angle they were taking it about Agreed. fame, making the statement. But yes, I'm with Dawn on this. Out of all the films that we've viewed here this isn't horror it's macabre maybe Mm. it's morbid in some respects it's not necessarily horror though especially compared to the rest of the films that we had in here i'm not saying it was shot bad or anything i like the retro costuming i like the concept i think this shouldn't be classified as a horror film necessarily though it's a noir film more so than a horror film in many respects, I think. Um, but I just, I don't think it's a horror film, maybe a thriller, uh, but it, it just, you know, it is morbid, but it just, didn't, it didn't feel like a horror film. It felt like a history channel Halloween special. Had, had he structured it a little differently, it may have come across more so like that, but yeah, you yeah. know, given it a little bit of a different angle, uh, you could easily, you know, turn it into more what I think would be more suiting for the category of horror. Uh, but the way it is in its current form, I just I think it was very weak if you actually categorize it as a horror film. Um, and he I know does not. He doesn't. He uh, uh, he very much does not classify it as a as a horror film. He did not intend to make it as a as a straight up horror film. His sure. intention was to make kind of a grindhouse exploitation film, which is which is why it has that kind of feel to it. And it, he in, it very much intended it to, to be kind of what he calls kind of lo-fi um, visuals. Mm-hmm. And okay. you, yeah. you could see that in the first film that we we screened from him, uh, which was Zaf the Z A F. And so he he's a very visual. Um, artist type thing and so that that you can tell that in his movies that's what he's he's trying to do i think i remember that one now and and that's part of and and to be perfectly honest that's part of the problem though too because yeah yeah i tend to react to story elements more than visual elements and exactly and i like visual elements that help tell a story and if you're more visual and a little more abstract i i sometimes get a little more lost see and and i dig visuals i just didn't feel this was a horror film either I, and I agree, uh, but I, I think it was nice that we were able to. Uh, it so when it actually did have enough like rating to to make it in, uh, it was very it was nice to have something like that to represent because I uh, one of the things that I was hoping that we do with the festival, uh, and we've been doing it every year. We thanks thankfully because of our judges, we've been able to do this is present different types of horror, and it was nice to be able to show this type of you know like this kind of different style i agree it's not 
straight up horror. I mean, it's very thing, much you just said it wasn't horror, though. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not I, even a different that. aspect of horror. It's, well, no, it, it's it's grindhouse thriller, which I mean, uh, you can look at a grindhouse film, which a lot of the th- things that I see, I don't find them horrific either. But there's a there's legions of fans out there that that will jump up and down and say grindhouse exploitation is is horror, you know. And I think it's nice that we were able to represent it. Will we continue to do that? Maybe not, you know, but uh, at least it was able to get in this year. And we can say, yes, we, we can honestly say that we, we, we don't discriminate based on, you know, the, the, the standard definition of horror. So, yeah. And, and as I noted, I did still enjoy it. It's right. We're talking, you know, if, if the lowest grade is still a C plus or a B minus, you know, that, right. <laughs> so we're not talking like, oh, this was the dirt. This was the drizzling shits, brother. <laughs> so no, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. And and I think in in maybe maybe in in a different year, this might not make it. You know. Yeah. It, it just happened to be that based on and also too when we're watching the films, sometimes you know you you might watch a certain type of horror because this year we had a lot of the imaginary friend movies. We, we might have scored it higher simply because, hey, great, this is not an imaginary friend story. You know, it was something bad. different. Yes. Yeah. I'm, it I'm, is something different, definitely. I'll, yeah. I won't argue that point. It, <laughs> it, it is different. It just, uh, yeah. It's out not, of, out it of, doesn't fit the, defini- the, 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 the classic definition of what most people would call horror, yes. Well, I, I'm not even classic. I was just, you know, in, in general, uh, in past most of the films at least had a little bit more of a horror edge than this one. Um, which again, I'm not saying it was a bad film by any means, but it was just a surprise that mm. it ended up getting into the uh, festival. So, um, but since doc took that one, ha. Uh, <laughs> you took, you took mine. Um, I, I, I am with Paul to where I, I didn't think any of them were, uh, really weak but if i was comparing the ones the ones that we had probably the most discussion on uh and it's one that i'm going to get some backstory on next week yes. with a plug here uh-huh. uh, a, a little plug here i am going to get be getting an interview with the director in that um again i enjoyed all of them as well i'm prefacing that just like doc i'm not saying they're all horrible but the one we were discussing the details the most about was The Rake, the feature film that showed Saturday night. Okay. Um, now, there's some story behind this one. Um, and, Glenn, I, you were, were you there for The Rake? I did not see all of it. You did not see all of it. Okay. Um, I know Paul and, and Don did. So, uh, Doc and, and Glenn, you'll excuse us uh, while we talk about this one just a little bit because... This film starts off beautiful. <laughs> the f- the bef- the sequence before the title scene is is it's horror choice. I mean, Don, I think you'll agree. We we were having that discussion where you were saying too that 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 first like Amazing. twelve minutes. I mean, it was. Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, that I is mean, everything you look for in a horror movie from the direction of the story that would have been that was a great short right there i loved that bit unfortunately 
the way the rest of the film plays out. And now that I, I, I've known some more, and yes, I'm teasing it. I'm not going to give all of it. You'll have to listen to the interview uh, with the editor. Uh, but I will just say the rest of the film did not play out as solid as that beginning sequence, that first 12 minutes. Um, I enjoyed the creature design with the rake uh, quite a bit, the, the, the practical makeup with it. And, and when it does do horror, it does go, as I said in my review, it does go gonzo in a couple of places, you know, in a few places. It wasn't afraid to go gonzo specifically because the story is there's uh, this brother and sister who end up seeing their parents brutally murdered uh, by something. And that something ends up returning 20 years later to haunt them. And you find out that one of them has been haunted all along. And uh, on this night where they get together with some friends to celebrate, uh, the creature shows up and bad things happen to everybody. Uh, the, girl, the, the, the character Ashley is the, one of the two siblings that saw this, and she's suffering from being haunted by this creature. And she's got this scene in the basement <laughs> involving uh, some really good yet disturbing practical effects uh -huh. um, that really were like, wow, they went there, which is what you want from an indie film. Don't get me wrong. The characters around Ashley, who is suffering the most, who is the person who's got a history of mental illness, people think she's just wacko and that she's not actually, you know, this creature doesn't exactly exist. Loved her character. Everybody around her, I gave two shits about. I, I couldn't care less. And it was because of the way they were written, especially Ashley's friend's husband, Andrew, just comes off in this movie as a total dick like uncaring unsympathetic dick would you say that don that he really just you wanted to get it, see him get eaten absolutely i'd even take it a step step further uh that the way <clears throat> pardon me the way the film in its current form it was presented is with the exception of Ashley, and actually, it's her stepsister. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, her stepsister, whose name I'm drawing a blank on. Um, except for those two characters, it, and maybe just a tiny bit of the brother, but not too much. None of the characters are developed at all. They are flat. They are. It's it's like somebody took a cookie cutter and said, "Okay, this is this is it. You have no motivation. This is all you are." Yeah, yeah. It it really was. You know, you you were they were fodder, as I put yeah. it. They, they were just they really felt like fodder. And it, the reason we put the film in its current form is because there is a different cut of this film. Unfortunately, it is not the cut that made it to disc. That is actually, this film's actually out in distribution right now. Um, but the one we got and viewed and that everybody's seen is just the way these characters are. You really don't care. I mean, Ashley is the sympathetic character. It's supposed to be, but you, you want at least a little care for the brother. And I didn't. I felt like the rest of the cast was pulled from 30 something. Yeah, there's a deep cut and, and put into this horror film. Yes. <laughs> So here's the thing, and, and you were talking about it earlier, and I just want to expand on it a little bit. That that first that first 12 minutes or so of, of the film. Yeah. Uh, that whole pre-credit 
pre-credit sequence, you have already established fantastic everything you want in horror. You have intelligent, you have intelligent characters. You have uh, them doing logical things, believable things. Um, they're smart. It, it, everything that happens makes sense. And it's it's like, okay, if I was in that situation, if it were me and somebody just broke into my home, yeah, I would do that. It was no unbelievable, stupid, cliche stuff. It was, wow, these people are smart. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's like a completely different set of rules happen for these for these uh new characters they're introducing where they're no longer clever mm -hmm. they, they're no longer logical and and nobody seems to care yeah yeah uh, so yeah paul how about you with the rake uh, I, I would agree with most of you uh in that the characters were not as developed as they they should have been um, <laughs> I, I think in hindsight, uh, I think the, the, the director, writer's newer film, uh, Skeletons in the Closet would be probably viewed as, as, uh, as a better choice. Uh, so we are hoping to try to get that, uh, perhaps next year. Um, in, in it's an original form before it gets Hollywoodized. Yeah. Before it does get Hollywoodized, hopefully. But that's, that's one of the things that we have to deal with as, you know, for with festivals is that. And, and then also as filmmakers, uh, you have to deal with once once you sell your film to a distribution company, uh, you may lose a bit of that artistic freedom that you had, and you do end up with a product that isn't necessarily what you started with or what you had hoped for. And I agree, this movie had a wonderful start, and it, it draws you in, and it feels like a a, a, a a film that's like, you know... Like this is going. This this could be easily a a Hollywood type film at the beginning, and then and toward the end. I, I do I do love the creature. It's it's very creepy, and it it has that kind of a a flavor that I do enjoy in in certain films. But uh, yes, I agree. It, it does toward the end get a little bit um, weaker, and and uh, now I will have to go out and look for the the cut that everyone says that is the better version. <laughs> it, it probably isn't out there, but hopefully, hopefully will be. But yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm interested in interviewing the uh, editor of that. And also I'll be talking to the director and editor of the rake about their other projects, including skeletons in the closet. That's hopefully yeah. right now, tentatively planned, tentatively planned for next week. Fantastic. Um, so hopefully that we can make that work with their schedules and everything. And, and I'm looking forward to talking to them, not only about the rake, but their upcoming projects. Cause uh, they've got a lot of uh, forks in the fryer, uh, if you will. A lot of, lot of, excuse me, uh, you know, a lot of things uh, cooking right now. So it'll be interesting to talk to them. But so that's that's the one I have to say. Again, I I didn't hate it, but out of all the films in that, the, the some of the choices in that in this film just really, I wasn't sure. You know, they just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel like it was like, eh, just eat, <laughs> just just eat them. Oh look, he got his throat slit finally! Yay! <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny when you say that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't want to really be saying those things, especially out loud. And I just have so, uh, police. I was just speaking about the film. I don't actually enjoy seeing people's throat slice. I just like to put that disclaimer right now. But see, this is why we love horror. 
because it's therapeutic and we can say that about film characters because they're not real. We wouldn't actually say that about a real person. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I want to say. And, and I'm sure the listeners here, most of them are into indie films. But if you're not and, and you're there's this stigma with independent films and that and especially horror independent films and fans of horror independent films. Uh, oh, you like all this girl stuff. Oh, you must be sick individual. I'm like, I'm sure there's one. There's ones in every bunch. But for the most part, part of the reason we can sit and watch films like this films that maybe push the boundaries at some point is because we know at the end of the day, someone said cut, everybody got up, everybody took the makeup off, cleaned up, and went home. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it's a healthy outlet for aggression. I guarantee at the end of your Packer game, somebody didn't get up and feel very good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, someone's, someone's feeling like throwing something uh, at the end of your game. <laughs> Where you know at the at the end of you know uh, Man Else Returns, you're going poor Targo. Oh poor Targo. yeah, poor Targo. Oh, he was so good as Targo though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh I, amazing. I, I know we're going a little late, but can we talk a little bit about Man Else Returns? Uh, because I that I enjoyed that 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 one is such a spirit. You would I know people out there. You're thinking, wait, someone made a sequel to Manos Hands of Fate? Yes, which means you can't do any wrong, really, when making a... But this was actually, this was entertaining and had some great spirit to it. And yeah, the guy who played Torgo was, oh, fantastic. So, uh, Glenn, you really like Torgo as well in the in Manos, since they couldn't get the original Torgo? The master approves of this Torgo. <laughs> <laughs> You could tell the actor really put in time to try to nail that character, knowing how everybody kind of latched on to Torgo mm -hmm. <laughs> from the original. Um, so it was really great that we we got that film, which hasn't screened in many places um, at all. And it, it, it people are like, "What you playful? How can a horror horror film be playful?" But Don, it can be playful, and I would say Manos Returns is playful, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I um actually one of my <clears throat> one of my favorite scenes in there uh was was a playful scene and it was Tanya Atomic actually when she grabbed the knife and she's got this sassy little look on her face dancing around with it and that's that's actually one of my favorite scenes of the movie. But yeah, the whole thing is very playful. Yeah, it, it this and I think people don't realize that, yeah, indie filmmakers are usually, not always, but usually very aware of the type of film they're making, okay? <laughs> they know what they're making, and you can tell when they're having fun with it. And they, this just it felt like they were having fun. They, were, they wanted to do this. Uh, it was great that they got the original master in it for a short period of, you know, he, he's got a few scenes, not a lot. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he passed away, I think, before the, he could see the finished product. Uh, but his daughter, who played Maggie in the original, is back as well. They got like three or four of the original cast members, I think. As many as they could. Um, as many as they could. Yep. And it, it's just fun. It, it's, a, it's got this great spirit to it that you want when you're making a sequel to what many consider to be the worst film ever made. You want a <laughs> playful spirit. You don't want someone to come out and go on. Oh well, people think that's horrible. Wait till they see what I make. I'm going to make a very serious horror film based on you know. Oh, no, man. they they knew what they were working with, and they were having a lot of fun. 
It is. It's, it's, I can't, it's just, it's one of those, you just sit back, relax, and you, and you enjoy people, uh, you know, doing what they love with something and completely aware of what they're doing. <laughs> you know, but Paul, how'd you feel with Manos? You could definitely see the love that they had for the original film. They tried, they tried very hard to keep him in the music everything, the aesthetic of the film. And they still managed to create a little bit that was their own into it as well. So it, it truly, out of all the things that you would see as a sequel, this is very, very much a what you would hope a sequel is. It's, it wasn't a cash grab. They weren't trying to, to get money off of the name of the original. Uh, <laughs> but you could tell that they really loved the first film and they wanted to make a, a, a film that was worthy of that mass, you know, master approved type thing. They, and they did it. They hit it. They knocked it out of the park and it was it, because everyone loved it. And, the, and you can see that in the finished product. So yes. Yeah. yeah. If you ever want a definition of a film, that's a labor of love. Mm -hmm. This one is, is definitely one of those. Is there anything besides Targo Glenn that you, you enjoyed about Manos returns? Um, I mean, I, I just, I like Tanya's general style. Yeah. So mm -hmm. a little, a little, little bloodier than the original, mm -hmm. which is what I expected from Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it is a little bit bloodier, <laughs> but still a lot of fun. So we're going to wrap it up for you tonight, folks. Hope that wet your whistle for the new horror film festival and you set your calendars to October of next year as well. So maybe you travel to the great state of Wisconsin and come to Oshkosh. Uh, you know, you know, come for the beer and stay for the horror. So <laughs> we're going to go to the down the line now, I think, and we will get uh, our folks here where you can find their stuff at when they are not here uh, talking to me and listening to me babble. So Don, go ahead. Why don't you go first? You can find me in the audience.net. Fantastic. She likes keeping it short, sweet, and to the point, uh, but her reviews are not... <laughs> Uh, just short, sweet, and to the point. They are very uh, detailed and a lot of fun to watch. And if you're ever looking for recommendations for 31 Days of Horror, check out her written reviews. You'll get a lot of great material there and know uh, what to pick and what to avoid. So, uh, Glenn, how about you, sir? I'm on the internet. There you go. Another short, sweet, to the point. Glenn's on the internet. So, yeah. I'm still I'm still in a cold medicine haze, so <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> and uh, Paul, how about you, sir? I encourage everyone to go to our website, which is uh, www.newhorrorfest.com. Again, that's newhorrorfest.com. You can learn everything about our uh, uh, Northeast Wisconsin Horror Film Festival, and uh, this year we're we're basically starting up a committee we've got some great ideas for the future and uh, you'll see some of these changes implemented throughout the next few months and it's very exciting we're going to have a, a fantastic festival next year and it's it's going to be a beautiful ride and i want everybody to see it again at newhorrorfest.com do you have a date yet for the next fest is it the second weekend in october again or we're going to try that but uh, uh there there may be a possibility of the change depending on we're, we're going to discuss that in the committee uh just because oshkosh has a, a particular event at the same time and we don't know whether or not we want to continue having it at that time 
Sure, sure. <laughs> I think I know of which he speak. We know it of what you speak, and it wouldn't surprise anyone that that other event going on at the same time as the Horror Fest involves alcohol. So it there does. you go, because... Wait, Wisconsin, in Wisconsin? Yeah, I know, right? I know, shocking, oh, wow. isn't it? God, who would have thought? You know, we're underachievers with only, f- what, four of the top five most drunk cities in in america you know we're underachievers because we didn't get all top five so we're not that drunk uh we gotta get on that we gotta get on that we gotta get on for yourself i'm an achiever my friend (laughs) (laughs) i'm an achiever (laughs) (laughs) doc tavius you got anything sir you get to plug i know your theater uh season is uh Kind of dwindling down a little bit right now, isn't it? Um, Shakespeare Raw is officially done for the year because we finished a Scottish play the other week. So we're mutating into Dickens Raw between Black Friday and Christmas. Every Friday we're in a different location and we're doing a Christmas carol in the style that we normally do Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> so we're playing at the Brumner... Uh, I'm gonna get these out of the order. Don't so like go go find Boozy Bar Productions on Facebook for their order. But it's like the Brumner Mansion, uh, the Astor Hotel. Oh wow! Um, uh, Three Lions Pub in Shorewood, Hawthorne Coffee Roasters, and then I know the last one is, uh, the first one is the uh, is the Brumner on Black Friday. Uh, so that's I believe October twenty third. Somehow that day I need to watch some Doctor Who, but um, <laughs> and then the last one is December twenty first, but we're back at best place like normal. It's also it's Christmas Carol Raw and also the uh, the as as Jeremy's put it the company Christmas party that everyone who comes to the show is invited to, uh, and so so we could all go to HR on Monday and apologize for what we did. Um, all these shows are free shows, uh, no admission. Uh, and any proceeds that go into the hat go to the Sojourner Truth House. They're not going to the cast. We're all volunteers for this. So nice. Got that going for us, which is nice. That is nice. So that's fantastic. So check out all these fine folks' stuff. Uh, you can find the, uh, links to the, uh, most of their stuff on the uh, Friends of SMP on our webpage. I hope this wet your whistle for indie films and maybe take a chance and choose one that may not have quite a high budget, but there's probably a lot of spirit there, and I'm guaranteeing you're going to find something you like. So thank you, everybody. Now, uh, just say goodnight, everyone. Goodnight, everyone. Hey, all my friends out there looking for more spoiler room goodness, then why don't you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash specialmarkproductions, where you can get access to exclusive spoiler room episodes and a whole lot more. You can also find us on Facebook groups at SMPRD and on to Twitter at SpecialMarkPro. Let your voice be heard and let us know what you would like to see in the spoiler room, as well as just how we're doing in general. We appreciate your support, and remember in the spoiler room, the conversation is fresh, but we do spoil the movies.